Hello, it's Vikas Pota, Chairman of the Vaki Foundation. You are listening to a session from our Global Education and Skills Forum, a place where leading politicians, businesses, philanthropists, activists, and of course, the world's best teachers share, debate, and discover new ways for education to transform our world. Keep the global conversation going and share your thoughts on the topics discussed with the hashtag GESF. All right, thank you very much, uh, Mr. Paresh Rawal, for being here this afternoon. We know we've just flown in for the event. And I think Mr. Rawal needs no um, introduction. I must say, Melissa out there asked when she was miking us, she said, do you have any presentations? And I said, not on screen, because Mr. Rawal has the power of the narrative. And I think um, that's what we're going to witness here this afternoon. And uh, everyone knows uh, Paresh as the actor's actor, the thespian, um, the theater personality. I think you really don't need um, an introduction at all. But today, we're going to do a, a, a social experiment. And um, what we really would like you to do is I'm going to call out the names of his popular movies. If you've seen it, please show me a heart. No, show Paresh a heart. Um, if you have seen it and you like it, then make that heart visible. And if you think that this has had some sort of a social impact or change, because that's the theme of this conference, change makers, then raise that heart above your head and really show us um, what it is. So are we ready? Get your hearts out. Um, Uri. Oh my god. Oh my god. Bagban. Hangama. Sardar. Chachi Charsubis. Tamanna. Hira Ferry. And um, Tokar. Equus. Tokar. So I think I think my social experiment has worked. You have Tokar. 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 That and was a play, Gujarati play based on Equus. Yes. Oh my god. Oh my god. So um, before I invite Paresh to talk about these things, I just want to tell you that you've always seen what the media has projected of Paresh Ravel. And now we're going to invite uh, Paresh to talk about his journey. And the first segment of this will be about his childhood, his journey, who's inspired him, uh, and so on and so forth. So over to you, sir. First of all, thank you so much. And uh, very good afternoon to all of you. And uh, let's have a big round of applause for Varki Foundation and Sunny Varkiji <laughs> for putting up such a mammoth show for teachers. Nobody cares for teachers in this world. And here is a gentleman who is caring for teachers. So big round of applause for Sunny Varkini. Thank you so much. And uh, now I'll just uh, answer the question. I am from middle class, Gujarati middle class family. And uh, I started my journey like any middle class man. But I was aware, I used to do my reality check even then also, when I was kind of 14, 15 years old. And as an actor, I was quite aware of my surrounding, because that is actor's job, to be aware of your surrounding, or aware of your, the misery around, the pain around, etc. So I knew what I have to do in life, but one thing was certain, that there are no shortcuts. There's a lot of hard work. Your luck can give you a break only once, but then to sustain it, you have to put in a lot of hard work every day, maybe more every day to sustain it. And you have to back it up with talent as well and goodness. The first thing my father told me that whether you are a good actor or a bad actor or a hit actor or a flop actor doesn't matter much. But by the end of the day, if you are a good human being, that's an Oscar award for me as a parent. Ooh. So, I think uh, I have somewhat fulfilled his desire to be a good human being. And then, uh, of course, from school, I was busy in theatre, 
then I went to college. And once again, I always said in my interviews that whatever I am is because of blessing of my father, mother, that's fine. But because of my teachers in school, as well as in college, in Narsimonji College, my school, my principal, Indu Ben Patel, and in my college, my principal, Dr. U. R. Kohli. They were extremely strict with me. They used to pamper me, they used to scold me. And sometimes in school, they hit you also. But they, that was out of love. And they told me, in no uncertain manner, they said that, Paresh, you are not good at studies, you are good at dramatic, keep on doing that. Just imagine those days, I'm talking about early 60s, and then in college, early 70s, when teacher comes up to you and tells you that you are only good at this, so keep on doing that. So I am because of their support and their uh, blessings. Then of course, uh, in theater, then the word started spreading around, this guy is a good actor. And then um, I started as it happens that you start struggling in cinema also. Those days, I was interested in the acting which was done by Nasiruddin Shah, Om Puri, Smita Patil, Dipti Nawal, Shabana Azvi, that kind of acting. Not over the top, not into your face, not kind of a prototype characterization. So I started my struggle in that circuit, that so-called art circuit, the parallel cinema. But unfortunately, or even fortunately, even they had the star system. Even they had Nasir and Shabana, Omen, Dipti, Farooq and Smita, that kind of a bracket. So I said, fine. But then I realized there also that from art circuit people, they want to come to commercial cinema. And commercial actor to gain some kind of a strange credit or some kind of a gain, some kind of a dignity, they want to do art cinema. If in those days, if you had asked any uh, uh, mainstream actress that uh, you'll be doing this role and you will not be applying makeup, that was a big thing for an actress. Oh, I'm not going to apply makeup. So they think that up, not applying makeup became a kind of a good acting. <laughs> well, that was a kind of a very foolish notion. But as I said, they, 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 uh, the art cinema wanted to cross over to commercial and commercial wanted to cross over to art cinema. But then I pursued with my theater and one fine day, Karim Murani, he saw my play and uh, suggested my name to Javed Akhtarji. They were making film Arjun and Rahul Ravelji was directing. So they called me and uh, by that time I was tired of this film struggle and all that. So, and I was quite uh, strong on my theater background and I said that, see, I'm full of confidence, not overconfident. I have confidence that I will succeed in life. So I used to kind of a, not starry tantrum, but kind of a tantrum, a newcomer's tantrum or a nervous energy, you can call it. Then they took me in Arjun and after the first shot, again the word was out that this guy is a good actor. And Javed Saab told me that you will be in all my films. Then the, my film journey started. This is to put my journey in nutshell. Wonderful. Wonderful. <laughs> I, think, I think every uh, teacher in this room will agree with me when I say that, you've, that what you started out with really is what any teacher tells her students. And therefore, the, you are at heart a teacher. Yeah. And you must have had many a teaching moment in your life. But, uh, but every teacher champions the cause of a student. And so who's been your champion early on when you never knew it? Theater. Did you always know theater is your forte? Yeah, only theater. Always knew? Always. So when did that realization come in? Did you, were you mimicking people? Were you, how did you know that No, I think basically every child is a kind of attention seeker. They want to be a kind of a center of attraction. They monkeying around and lot playing a lot of mischief, sometimes to attract the girlfriend or sometimes to make the friends laugh, etc. But then I was kind of a, I don't remember, but my hazy memory is that one fine day we were just kind of huddled up together and the boys were laughing out loud. So teacher asked them, what's happening? Then one boy, he kind of ratted me out. He said, this guy is telling some jokes and all that. 
she called me what kind of jokes am luckily fortunately it was not a dirty joke <laughs> so she told me ki fine repeat it again then i kind of performed the joke then she said okay now will you take part in the this uh, coming uh, competition in class and all that i said yeah i will do it that's how it started that, that's how it started wonderful so now let's go to paresh the actor uh, what role are you really most proud of sardar patel and and why see first How of all i was think? first time doing the biopic number one number two my family my father especially mom being a housewife housewife in india they do not have much knowledge about politics and all that but my father was quite aware of history etc and he was fan of sardar patel and he has seen the kind of a partition not affected by it but he seen the partition heard stories about it so i knew from my childhood that sardar patel was a terrific guy so when i started reading about him because when they gave me the role ketan mehta at that time i was doing villain's role so people were against it i said they said that you are taking this guy who's doing third grade villain role will he be portraying sardar patel our freedom fighter the unifier of india so ketan mehta had again kind of tremendous confidence in me so he said that no but after 30 seconds if he is not behaving or looking like sardar patel then you can tell me of course i started reading and while reading sardar patel to my utter shock and surprise i realized that our history is mutilated maneuvered manipulated by so called forces they have kept sardar patel in margin they have highlighted only few people and more i learnt about sardar patel more i was passionate about sardar patel about our country and once the person who doesn't know history well is like a person who doesn't have a country you know is is like a countryless persona so i learnt about sardar patel i learnt about history and i became a better citizen so that is the uh, right side of it the plus side of it that's a wonderful narration i'm going to ask you something slightly controversial now yeah so uh, would you be comfortable portraying a person or an ideology or a social message that you're not aligned with i'm not aligned with that you don't agree with as an actor i can do any role it's my job see suppose i am doing a raping some girl in film doesn't necessarily mean that i do the same thing at home or in the society but that's my job as an actor like uh, i perform nandita das film firak yes i perform a role of a right winger at that time i don't think whether i am a right winger or not or left winger not not that it's my job as an actor to perform so you must make a good debater too because even a debater doesn't matter what he believes in he just takes a stand and then defends that stand so wonderful to know that do all actors think like you i think so i think so all right so what kind of roles do you prefer do you prefer serious comedy villainy or you just take whatever you fan takes your fancy at that time no there are uh, uh, two things i must uh, uh, put it across uh, when i select the role uh the first thing is that the role has to be good that should excite me number one if the role is not good i talk to director i must find out whether he will be able to treat the role properly uh, um, uh, and uh, effectively and that i find out that director is also not good then i look at the producer because that is the guy who is going to give me money <laughs> so if nothing is good then i just take the money and run that is one number 2 when i select the role the kind of role i am looking at it should excite me it should scare me i should be petrified fearing that will i be able to do justice to the role or not and that fear should motivate me that fear should challenge me as an actor and then i should do that kind of a role well written role always excites me 
and uh, instigates me, whether it is radio, TV, a film or drama, whatever. So do you, uh, obviously you give it your own interpretation, but how much leeway do you have as an actor? Sorry, that was not on my list, but I'm just asking you, how, uh, how much leeway do you have as an actor to interpret the role according to the way you want to? Or is it always just what the director wants? Improvisation and all Improvisation, that? Improvisation, yes. No, but it has to be done uh, uh, within the framework of the role. And you should be obedient. You should not kind of override the director because you are, as an actor, you are catering to his vision, not your vision. Your vision should fit in and should kind of a, 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 like a glove with his vision. Had it been drama, fine, because that is an actor's medium. When the curtain over, no director can save you. <laughs> then you are on your own. But here, it is director's vision. And of course, the, uh, what you call it, uh, fellow actors, co-actors, you sit down. It's a sheer democratic work. You have to do that. I'm, I'm glad there are some laughs coming around because I had the impression you're a very serious person. Who, me? Yes. <laughs> well, I'm extremely serious, passionate and uh, about my work, about whatever I do. But looking at the misery around in the world and in the life, you have to be humorous, otherwise you can't survive a day. That is true. So I was wondering, since I had this impression that you were serious, where does your comic timing come from? Because you've got impeccable comic timing. Impeccable. I, I think, think I think I must uh, clear this uh, uh, fallacy about timing. The timing element is not only applied to comedy. Acting is timing. True. So that element or that ingredient is applied everywhere, whether it's tragedy or villainy or whatever. So then, how do you explain there are some good actors but they don't have good comic timing? But yeah, I think uh, if they try, then it they can do it. Yeah, because right. it's, it's a matter of riyas, a lot of rehearsals and all that. If you shy away from rehearsals and all that, then... So do you have to put a lot of effort into your roles? Or some of them just are a breeze and so some you intensely prepare for? Yeah, it's a very interesting question. See, some roles we know by now, we can do it like that. Some roles does require preparation. And some roles, you know, whatever, when the script comes, I know that I can do this, I can do this. Suddenly, this I can't do. Why? Because this is not in me. So I take out my uh, blueprint of my inner landscape and put it, okay, fine, I can do this role, but I am not cunning, I am not sharp. So I won't be able to do this. Therefore, this particular trait, I look around, I go to my memory bank and remember something and then I create that and then inject it. This is all process, you know. So sometimes some role you can do it, some roles you have to really sit down. But I believe that after, prepar after preparation, don't come on the set and pretend that, oh, you're doing this and that. The preparation is done. Mm -hmm. You never see Sachin Tendulkar coming on field and then, you know, like doing the net, no, no, he just executes the shot. That is how it should be done. Spoken like a true actor. Um, is there a role that you've, that you've really coveted, that you'd love to play and haven't had the opportunity to yet? Well, there was a time, but unfortunately, I could not do it. I was supposed to play a role of Subhash Chandra Bose. Everything was finalized. Just imagine my terrific luck that I played Sardar Patel and I was supposed to play Subhash Chandra Bose. And that... I could not do because of some reason and some something happened. But that role I would love to play. Wonderful. And in the future, if you don't get an opportunity, would you would you take on the director's and actor's hat again? I'll be doing Abdul Kalam Azad Saab's role now. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think and when it comes to teacher, it is quite uh, 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 proper and correct it would be. Somebody asked Abdul Kalam Azad Saab. How would you be known as? How would you love to be known as? As a nuclear man? As a president of India? As a Bharat Ratna recipient? As an author? Or as a missile man? Or as a rocket engineer? How? He said, none of the above. I would love to be known as teacher. Yeah. Mm.
you are a great guy so that the role i will be playing lovely so now my question to you is what would you like to leave as a legacy what would you like to be known for i know it's too early in your career to ask no no i know but i have seen swarup i have seen other teachers also in my life one thing is very striking they are very compassionate a good teacher in my humble opinion please pardon me in my humble opinion good teacher have to be very compassionate lots of love you have to get emotionally invested in the student with empathy and our i mean india's education system they teach you the trick to gain more numbers in mark sheet you are not you are educated but not enlightened a good teacher will liberate student he or she will set the student free that kind of a teaching so but main thing is compassion absolutely right i'm sure every teacher here will add pages and pages to what you're saying but i want to how many of you were pleasant for swarup's master class yeah she she made you feel compassionate for a pebble for a stone and she made you talk to that stone and write a poetry yeah. on it yeah. poem on it so that's the power of compassion for sure so totally agree but with she you. does at home also talks to me also <laughs> <laughs> so i'm going <laughs> to so i'm going to deviate i'm going to deviate from my or him by, for her yes yes um, i'm going to deviate from the script and talk to you about uh, swarup for a minute just probably just for a minute uh, the story goes that you saw her in a pink sari distributing pamphlets and then yeah yeah, yeah. and you That's said amazing. she's going to be my wife yeah i told one mahendra joshi again uh, that the guy who directed tokhar i said this girl will be my wife <laughs> the, where the, the company you are working in she is a daughter of the boss <laughs> i said whosoever she may be <laughs> she will be my wife mm. and after 12 years he got married yeah <laughs> absolutely wonderful <laughs> so um parish what do you think of the current netflix generation the primes the amazons what do you think of the new age um, i think it is very disheartening very disheartening i have seen i mean entire household goes bonkers you know they are in stress father say bp and mother say fever and all that they are all the time on the edge kind of a thing so this i don't know i mean i have no solution what kind of education should be given but i never enjoyed going to school only two teachers because they were quite you know they used to teach us in kind of a storytelling form and all that which i realize what swarup is doing now see the 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 high point of swarup's method is the students have started coming back to school that's a big thing and this is kind of a, is for everybody not for poor or rich or kind of a rural or urban kind of is for everybody and this can be applied anywhere any age group it can be applied to true but right? this this is a thoroughly back breaking and and they they teach you if your memory is good you are a good student yeah. to sum it up yeah yeah that's it yeah um, i believe narendra modi modi told her, you are my master ji in gujarat yes ah. it's supposed to have said you are my master ji sorry i was referring to netflix um you are familiar with netflix right what do you think of the current netflix and all the you know serials and series that are coming out on netflix good this very good thing because we get to see so many good cinema good stories that's a, and good documentaries yeah but only minus only minor right now looking at our society see we get to import everything from west and all the but we how well will you import the the society mm. our society is not yet fit for censor free cinema or entertainment you will see the liberal dose of sex unwanted unwarranted 
bad words and all that in some of the uh, web series, etc. Just to give you a shock value and all that is kind of a, some of the series are like a soft porno. Mm. It's not needed. Mm. But I think that eventually, sooner or later, and maybe sooner only, they will introduce sensor system. But otherwise, Netflix and Amazon are very good. And as far as the documentaries is concerned, superlative. Right. Most welcome. Right. So, what are your views on censorship? Do you um, do you advocate a strong censor body to be prevalent? Not strong, you see, but censorship. Uh, uh, ideally, it is for rating system. Hmm. But they give cuts and all. They will give the rating. <coughs> but they. Uh, in some strange way, they perform the other way around. Yeah. You know, first they perform the surgery, then they give the anesthesia. So, <laughs> that is not the right, method. So who do you think is the Parish Ravel of, the neck of this generation? Who do you give, put that crown on? No, but I think much better Parish Ravel in this generation. Mm -hmm. Many, like Nawazuddin Siddiqui, Rajkumar Rao, or Irfan Khan. Many actors who are, you know, because they get to, because now the high point for Hindi cinema, we are entering into a golden period because some good directors are coming up, new ideas are coming up, good writers are coming up, regardless of good or bad, but you get to see the bound script. Yeah. You can base your decision on that, you know, yes or no or whatever. In our times, after entering into the film, after on the third or fourth day, you can't even back out. Yeah. And you are just going through the trauma. So there are many good actors and uh, they are fortunate. They get to deal with the good uh, writer, director. So there are many much better Paresh Rawals in this generation. All right. I'm glad to hear that, but I didn't hear any female name come up. I didn't hear any female name come up. You named so many male actors. Huh. You didn't hear any female actors. Female actors are, are these... Uh, uh, no. The actor's actor. Yeah. You're struggling for a name, sir? No, I mean nothing because they are not given that in this male-dominated, still it is male-dominated and all that. They are asking for equal pay and all that, but, but still it is male-dominated. So nothing, I mean, there are good actors, uh, but... So you realize there are more females in this room? Anybody yes. can suggest, then I can kind of <laughs> endorse that. <laughs> Alia Bhatt is there. Alia Bhatt is there. Yeah, yeah. But she should do more and more complex role, you know. Hmm. Yeah. All right. Deepika Padukone will be tested in this, uh, the, the one she is doing with Meghna Gulzar, which is based on their acid uh, victim. Mm. That's a terrific choice as an actress she has done. Salute to her. Wonderful. Amazing. Wonderful. Right, let's uh, move over to politics now, Mr. Ravel. Yeah. Um, I'm trying not to keep it too political, but just to... No, no, no problem. You can ask me. I am in politics. But of course, one, one news I, I would like to break it here. I'm not going to fight the Lok Sabha election. Next Lok Sabha election, I'm not going to fight. Yes, yes. yes. Yeah. Um, so as a member of parliament, how have you influenced change? And what are you really proud of? You can do many ways. But one thing is again there. See, Modi ji has changed many things. But to change the system, you require lot many people support, not his will, his will is there. But system is so corrupt down the years, the entire hard disk system is corrupted. So you have to gradually remove it, you know, and then do it. So as a MP, I want to do this, but ultimately I have to enter the system, I have to work through the system. And the systems on, on strategic places, the hurdles are there, and if you can't get along with bureaucrats, they won't let you do work. So everything you can't, one day we were just talking few of, we went to, I said, sir, what can we do? Well, we can't change everything overnight. Gradually we'll have to do. You have to pick uh, Otherwise it will be havoc. Yeah. We can't do that. We can't avoid the chaos. So if you were to pick one thing you want to change? Education. I think that needs a... Yeah. Even in my constituency also, my 
my, my, my focus is on sanitation and education. Education is a must. But I'll tell you one thing. Our education system, like see, we put guru in our culture, in our tradition, in our shloka, in our mythology, etc., whatever. We put guru, teacher, above God, above father and mother. Guru Brahma, Guru Vishnu, Guru Devo Maheshwara. They're much above all these people. And that guru, that entire Gurukul Parampara, the system of Gurukul and all that, that has been systematically destroyed by Britishers. Systematically destroyed. And that we are suffering. Another thing, which is of course of the point, like this country was so liberated in sex. Mm. Just imagine, we, India has given Kama Sutra, mm. India has given Khajurao temple. In our Sanskriti, there is a God for sex. No other religion is Kamadev. That's true. Yeah. In spite of the, why we are sexually oppressed or sex is a taboo kind of, and the society which is not sexually liberated, it is very tough for the society to progress. So this has been kind of a systematically destroyed, step by step. And in so this education thing has to be looked into it. And but uh, fortunately, the time is kind of a turning. I mean, uh, turning for good. And uh, Modi ji and the uh, uh, other ministry. I am not taking sides of these people because I am a BJP guy. But they are really doing a good work. That is why. Well, we have people like Swarup Sampath, who is Swarup Ravel, yeah. who's, who are change makers, who are really changing yeah. Yeah. the firm, the landscape of education in the country, definitely. Um, Parish, what are your views? I'm mindful of time. So what are your views on cinema being exploited as a medium to convey a political message? I think nobody takes cinema seriously. I'll tell you why. In all our cinema, in all our scripture, in all our stories, we say, the goodness wins and the evil gets defeated, right? In all Ramayana, Mahabharata, Bible, Quran, everywhere. In all the stories, the hero wins and the villains are defeated. But did you see the crime being stopped? No. Nothing. Nothing can change society, only the, what Gandhiji has said, be the change you wish to see in the world. And like uh, Gandhiji was killed by Godse, not by Gabbar Singh. So, <laughs> Any political film will not, and especially in India, we don't have the, the culture of this like House of Card or JFK or Nixon kind of a, see the film, think about the film. We have the accidental prime minister, nobody, nobody saw the film, nobody viewed the film. The book sale was much higher than the ticket sale. So nobody cares for the political film and all that. And jingoistic films and all the propaganda film and all that. Indian audience doesn't get moved. They laugh at it. So nothing moves. Nothing moves them, especially political film. And do you think you can really coerce change in society? You can bring about change in society through cinema? That's what you're attempting, right? But I've tried that and there was a kind of a clear-cut signal. Oh my God. Yeah. People have started, stopped going to temples and all that. They started donating that money to charity institution and all that. A big, a very good friend of mine, he's a Jain. They said we used to kind of a, give 50, 60 lakhs of rupees to put up a dhaja on the temple and all that, you know, that Jain thing. Mm -hmm. But then now we don't do that. We give, we donate that money to Tata Cancer Hospital or Vijay Merchant Rehabilitation Center or some kind of a blind association, etc. So they know. Yeah. People, show the heart sign for, oh my God. Let's see how high that was. Oh my God. All right. It was. So there you go. Let's move to education. I have another five minutes to ask you questions and then we'll throw it open to the audience. So um, what do you remember about your favorite teacher? About my? Favorite teacher. My famous teacher? Your favorite teacher. Favorite teacher. Favorite teacher. What do you remember? Was it a him or a her? Oh, her love for me, her compassion for me. She used to kind of, okay, you are not going to attend the classes, you will sit outside my cabin in school. <laughs> and I am out, sitting outside her cabin and then she will come, Acha, what are you doing? You had your lunch? Okay, fine, come and eat with me. And while I am eating with her, she will tell me, why are you doing that? Mm. Why are you harassing your parent? 
Why are you harassing the teacher? Don't do that, okay? Do like this. Now go to your class. <laughs> that law, I can never forget that. I see one teacher sitting opposite me here who does the same to his students, makes them sit outside, and then while eating with them, asks them these things. So does that resonate, Mr. Atkins? Yes? All right. Um, Mr. Raval, what is your opinion on making performing arts compulsory as part of the curriculum in schools? Do you yes. think that's a... Performing arts should be compulsory in school, and military training should be compulsory in school. Okay. <laughs> and why? See why? That is a definite reason. Mm -hmm. Performing art, you of course, because whatever you want to really say, you can do it well, even express yourself so the other person also understands it very clearly, effectively. And about military training, the tragedy or whatever you call it, see the half of the country didn't take part in the freedom fight. So they don't know the value of freedom. The entire down south, they don't know what happened. Had it been like Second World War, like every household has lost a kind of a young child or a young boy, they know the value of their country. They care for their country. This is the, I think, stopping our country. Because we have never taken part. What do you say? One fine day, somebody says, you are liberate, I mean, you are independent now, they started. And what we started doing with independence, we started pissing on the road and spitting on the road, etc. That is independence for us. So we don't know the value of it. That is why military training is, so that will bring in, instill some kind of a discipline, infuse some kind of a sense of ownership with the country. What is the idea of this Swachhata Abhiyan? See, there are two layered idea. One is, of course, keep, keep it clean so that there is no bimari and all sickness and all that. Another thing is that if I know that this house is mine, I have to keep it clean. But this outside my house, the road is also mine. The, the city is also mine. That also I have to keep it. So being, you get a kind of, you belonging. But that is also idea of Swachhata Abhiyan. All this sense of belonging we don't have. Again, the history plays a very vital role in this. Our history, the way it is, very sad to say, but kind of a totally distorted. We have heroes, only provincial hero. Like Shivaji Maharaj is a hero only of Maharashtra. Jansi Girani is a hero of only particular province. Rana Pratap only particular province. Why? They are hero of India. Why they should not be celebrated in entire India? Why? <coughs> so this all comes into play. But when you have a discipline, when you know about the pain of the soldier and soldier's family, about this, when we were doing this Uri film, I got a lovely letter from a major's wife. And one line kind of shook me up. She said that because we are not at the front or at the border, don't think we are not bleeding. Mm. What a line it is here. True. It says so much. And here in our country, we have this fashion of abusing army, etc. Sad thing. They don't realize what they are doing. But in any case, the military training has to be there and compulsory voting, etc. They has to be given at the school level only. So we've got, we've got organizations like the NCC, um, which I think, how many NCC cadets here? Anybody has taken part in NCC? All right, that kind of instills it as well, don't you agree? Um, Mr. Raval, tell us about what advice would you give youngsters who want to pursue a career in acting? Do you think you should encourage them or put it on? No, the there are, I think, see, everybody is an actor. Mm -hmm. Like right now, I'm speaking and you are listening. You are playing a role of a listener. I'm playing a role of a speaker. So everybody is an actor. Everybody is playing a role. But if you really want to enter this profession, be prepared for rejection, humiliation. You have to put in a lot of hard work. You have to groom yourself every day. You know? And you have to be alive. Not breathing and seeing and all. You have to be alive as a human being. To absorb things and remember, etc. All this is a kind of a process. But read a lot. Literature good things, observe good things, observe good cinema. I used to do this just for the, I'm just telling, because if I used to see some film, 
I used to go home and I used to say, why he did like that? Why not this? Question answer with yourself or if you believe in somebody with them also. If I'm reading a novel, then there is a description about a, say, a particular characterization. So I'll just sit down in front of a mirror and I'll try to do that or to create that. But that kind of exercise is required. So a lot of things, but hard work. So you're alluding to, uh, I think, reflection, which is what uh, Swaroop in her masterclass yesterday alluded to also. It's not the experience, but it's the reflection on the experience that gives you the true learning. Yeah. So um, one last question from me. I don't think many people know that you are the brand ambassador for Skin Bank, for the yeah. Skin Bank. Yeah. Do you want to share uh, why you chose the Skin Bank to be a, a brand ambassador for? Because the... See, when you pass away, when you die, like your organ or like kidney or heart is given. But the skin, most essential for the burn victims and all that. So, I don't know how shall I put it in words, but it's, it gives you a kind of a lot of pain and I get traumatized when you see a burn victim, you know. It's like you just turn away your face, not cringe, but you turn away your face. You can't bear that pain. And I said, if I can put my some popularity to some good use, why not skin bank? If I'm doing some product endorsement, why not this? Yeah. Invest in humanity, that's it. Yeah, you could have, absolutely. We're just glad that instead of going for the fairness creams, you've gone for the skin bank. Yeah. So thank you for that. All right, we'll throw it open to um, questions from the audience. We see some hands up, so. Yeah. thank you. It's been amazing listening to you. You said compassion is an essential quality for a teacher. What quality do you think is most vital for an actor? What quality, like compassion for a teacher, for an actor, what quality should you have? I think that's an interesting question. Thank right. you for asking. Understand and put it across, across the footlight. If I understand your pain or your happiness and all that, I must through, see, I'm taking your thing, uh, uh, suppose you are a writer, you've written a character, so I'm putting, I'm just kind of a delivering your idea through my body, my experience, and I'm putting it across. Of course, I'm not harming your idea. I should not corrupt your basic idea. At the same time, I should inject my experience, my intellect, my spiritual angle, if I have any, and put it across and make it kind of a timeless for whatever you have written. That should be ideally the case. We had a question here. My name is Ashwini and uh, I'm a daughter of two Hindi teachers, but I'm glad to say that I learned to speak, understand Hindi more through Bollywood. Um, and uh, you have been the reason for watching a lot of movies as well. I, when I say what kind of an impact Bollywood and the movies has had on me, I have a reason to mention that. I've been a teacher's, teacher since three years now, and I was working with uh, government schools where students come from low-income communities. And while I was trying to speak to them, have conversations around different things, I just realized the impact of movies that they have on them uh, is really, really deep. And what I felt sad about was the access to good movies that they were getting was very less. So the kind of access they, to movies, the kind of movies they get access to is not something that we would really want them to watch and learn something from that particular genre of movies. And uh, they cannot afford to go for uh, movies to some good places and then uh, movies don't stay for a long time or some other reason. So I was just curious, as an actor, being someone associated with this film industry for such a long time, what is your opinion as to what kind of impact do all movies have on children these days? Uh, while we talk about access to different kind of social media, 
there's a lot of things that come from movies as well. So what can we do about this? And how as an actor uh, do you feel if you had to give one message that the film industry has to really, really follow when they make films? Uh, except apart from the commercial side of it. Second question, totally uh, different from this it. one. Let him go one by one. Yeah, yeah. Let him answer the first. See, the first question I've almost covered in that, you know, in that an, um, uh, answer that uh, any, this impact and this impressionable minds, they are very young and all that, you know. But the same people who like Shah Rukh now may not like Shah Rukh, they may like Ranbir Kapoor after some time. So it's very, it's fleeting, very frivolous, very superficial. Is never deep and all that. Now that will not suppose they will not change their unless they are thoroughly uneducated. Then they will go for it. But nobody would kind of uh, 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 they might do a style and all that, they might wear a kind of a shoes and shirt like that, but not beyond that. They never get affected by the film that may change their lifestyle. I don't think so. There are then that's very strange because... Like they, they actually carry that character with them. But they're temporary only for, uh, for a month or so. As I said, for this, uh, they, they may like Shah Rukh, then after two months they like uh, Ranbir Kapoor, then Ranbir... I have seen in my society, people have started moving like a gully boy. Yeah, they are making their, you know, rap song and all that. They're temporary. So I suppose the question is that um, we should be making meaningful cinema that will impact society in a positive way. Is that, is that, rather than portraying... As well as the access that all sorts of communities have to good cinema. Yeah, good cinema. Yeah, thank you. What was your second? But good cinema, though, we don't produce good cinema. Very few. <laughs> so you can't blame that. So, so the question is, why don't we produce good cinema? Because we've got the talent. It won't run. Got the <coughs> it won't run. How many good films you have seen? Tell me. <laughs> but this it is. It won't run. Trust me, it doesn't run. But there it... are some. See, the market condition is such that there are some uh, uh, producers. They put in a lot of money, then they will do it, and then it doesn't run. For some reason, it doesn't run. What we're really liking now is that the low-budget films are catching up and they're, they're doing very well. The Netflix and Amazon will come into play here. Then you get to see a good story, you know, in a limited budget. Then they get the platform. Earlier or even now also because big screen and then you go for the distribution and all that. They have a chain and they are sort of mafia, you know, they will not allow your film. They will only allow his or her film. So all this, but that will be taken away by Netflix and Amazon kind of a platform or the web series. There you'll get to see good content. That's the good side of it. Thank you. Anybody else yeah. this side? Yes. All right. Yeah. Just introduce yourself, please. Hi, I'm Shimona, and I run a school in uh, Lucknow, Uttar Pradesh. It's an unaided minority institution, and um, I'm here uh, for uh, gaining perspective these various speakers who are speaking and it is lovely to hear you talk about hard work. I just have one question that uh, uh, what do you think about hard work and the difference smart work? You should be hard working in the times of today or smart working? But before you realize what is smart you have to put in a lot of hard work. Yes. <laughs> then you know my students, my students ask me that. They asked me, one of my students came to me and I told him that, that it doesn't matter if you're not good in maths, it doesn't matter if you're not good in English, whatever you do, just be hardworking. And he turned around and said, but ma'am, donkeys are hardworking. Because Mrs. Frank told me that they carry load every day on their shoulders and they go all day and they transform goods from mountains to mountains and I just didn't know what to say that then. Probably I said. But then they have four legs, no? <laughs> um, my next question is um, um, on your political front that um, Mr. Modi has done no doubt commendable work and I'm not favoring any political party but uh, he has done uh, a lot of work in health sector and in um, 
cleanliness drives. He has done work in education as well, but not substantial. The amount of work he's done in education is not uh, matching what he's done in cleanliness drives and uh, health front. So don't you think if he puts more effort in education, the, then health and uh, cleanliness will come along with it? If we educate, if we put uh, more work into educating the nation? As far as the, as far as the time frame is concerned, in these five years, there's a lot to be done. You can't expect him to do everything in five years, which has not been, I'm not blaming again, like any politician that they have not done it, that's why. But it is... Sorry, sorry, sorry. Sorry, you have to take the mic, please. Uh, not because uh, of uh, the time constraint. I mean, uh, my question is that, is it because he's not from a very educated background? Is that why he doesn't have the value of education as much? No, no, not necessarily. Even if, the, if, if, if I'm not educated, doesn't mean that I don't know about education. And you tend to I know. I, in fact, I know the value. more, I know That's more exactly. the need of education. Yeah. I know that is lacking education. If... So that is not the question here. Only thing is that he is definitely trying very hard. And, but in this country, there are so many things. Ma'am, trust me, I'm telling you, you will be also feeling. But I, I had a first-hand experience. When you listen to people in parliament, when you talk to them, it's an amazing country. <laughs> and to take everybody together... But you have to do it very slowly, very slowly, very step by step, you know. Probably next time when you're in parliament, you can tell them this. <laughs> Thank you. There was a question here. Uh, you spoke about... Um, Please introduce yourself. ...being distorted. Please introduce yourself. Uh, yeah. I'm Suman Sood from Kolkata. I run oh. a chain of Montessori schools. Uh, you spoke about history, um, which is being distorted, and I think we are all aware of it. Many of us know, even people in the government know. Why can't we do something about it? Why doesn't the government do something about it when the curriculum is made and when you know history books are being made? We started, and they started shouting saffronization. Right. We just started pointing out this is not correct. This is what the reality is. This is the authentic fact. They started doing the saffronization and all that. Now, government should be very unapologetic, very aggressively, very front foot playing. Then and then you can do it. But everything needs to be done gradually, you know. And people have started. There are many things you will see. Uh, there are Sanjay Dixit kind of a person on uh, uh, Twitter and all that. There are two, three other people. They started coming with the real history. What is the fact? Everything has started now coming out gradually. So people are aware. But it has been <laughs> like you know something, the fact Sardar Patel had unified India, all the kings and all that come forward, okay, take my state, etc. etc. And the privy purse was decided. Okay? Okay, this is the privy purse, you will get it yearly. Had that been continued? In 72, when the Privy Purse was abolished by Indiraji, at that time the amount would have been hardly 1 or 2 crore, which is nothing. But Sardar Patel knew it, that the coming generation of politician will not abide by this. So he got the same thing incorporated in constitution. But Indiraji came and amended the constitution and the privy purse was snatched away from king. Now just imagine, you are giving away your house, not for the money, but for the country. My country is getting unified. And this is a kind of a gesture the government was doing. Okay, you are not honoring that also. <coughs> so no history people, no historian as a, a kind of a shown that that No, but there are many things. Many, many things. There's a saying, those who win the war write history. Uh, but thank you very much. I think Dimpi has a question. Hello, I'm uh, 
I'm from Ahmedabad, uh, in Dubai, but came to. Bar majao. And uh, it's been wonderful listening to you about education, politics, and cinema. Uh, and I, uh, I truly believe there's lots even happening in India. Uh, there's a lot we still need to do, and looks like when yeah. these conferences happen, people get motivated. On a lighter note, I would like to ask you that uh, I find personally you've been speaking about politics, cinema, and history e with equal passion. Given a chance, if you were a visiting faculty or a teacher, out of these three topics, what is that you would like to teach and why? That's a very typical teacher question. Thank you, ma'am. <laughs> Thank yeah, you. Like, why out of out of history, history, acting, and politics. Politics. Because politics, no. History, yes. Yeah. yeah. Cinema? Cinema, of course, if history. that person is that, it's a specific interest. But history, I would love to teach them. I would love to know myself as well. Or perhaps the history of cinema. Um, I think Mr. Venkat has a question. Thank you, Dimpi. Last two questions, please, Mr. Venkat, and then the gentleman here. Good evening. Good evening. Uh, the Venkat. I'm uh, known as the pencil man of UAE. I uh, do small gestures and make a big difference. We collect stationery and other items from uh, Dubai and all the schools support that initiative and we support the less privileged, uh, not only in India and other places. With God's grace, I'm a Guinness World Record holder for charity. Oh, lovely. Yeah. The, the question uh, which I want the last 10 years the school teachers and uh, the students in uh, UAE are taking a lot of uh, interest in supporting uh, the Indian uh, or any uh, charity initiative. But how we can incorporate them into the regular uh, way, like school for school project or teacher to uh, teacher project, how that can be uh, taken up uh, in India? Because there is a gap. Whenever one, uh, the school, Definitely work with certain schools or certain methodology wherein you can change the, make a change, which, which can be a long-term impact on the whole thing. Like when I went to a rural village, even uh, the small thing of the education aid is not available over there, in Anganwadis. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And uh, I, take, I took an initiative over here wherein I will ask the school to make the, uh, uh, the education aid and I will send it across to India, 2,000 plus Anganwadis. Uh, but I feel how that can be on a regular basis it can be done because schools are ready to do the projects on a continuous basis with uh, so India. So is there is through policy, through the government? Uh, what do you think? How, how can this be facilitated? It's a problem. But yeah. Even I have done in my constituency about the Anganwadis and all that. I wanted to put up drinking water tanks and all that in school, especially in school. But then I was not successful. The uh, actually we, uh, similar exercise we are doing in uh, 50 uh, village schools in uh, Tamil Nadu, mm -hmm. wherein uh, we have associated with the uh, government and we have been able to do successfully of uh, having benches, everything whatever is required in the school water filters, have been able to do that. But how it can be done on a mass scale? Because yeah. uh, in a small that way, has to be, that has to be introduced. Uh, uh, Systemically. On a, on a policy level, you know. Systemically. It should be done kind of a... Yeah. But... Yeah. I know I really can't answer you. Yeah. I really can't answer you. I'm sorry. But thank you. Sorry. And I think Mr. Venkat is very passionate. He is known as the pencil man of India. Yeah. I think many principles you have given um, towards the cause. So, thank you, Mr. Venkat, for what you do. But, uh, Mr. Parish Ravan. Um, oh, last one, quickly. Quickly, please. We're literally out of time. I'm so sorry. Just, just two minutes. I'm Sangeeta. I grew up watching Ye Jo Hai Zindagi. <laughs> and uh, it impacted our lives because we waited to see that charming face. Tell us, what is it that you did to grab her in, in those 12 years? <laughs> Can't be the color pink. It must be something more. What really attracted you to what, what did you do to... Now he's going I pink. really don't know. Now he's <laughs> going pink. He must have had, there must have been some very special connection. Share that with us. Yeah, he's gone pink. I don't know, I can't. 
<laughs> I, I really don't know. Honest to God, I don't know. Oh, fine. Then we take that one. Act it out. <laughs> I am, I've been reminded that we are out of time. But thank you very much, thank Mr. Rawal. It's been an absolute pleasure. And you truly are a change maker. And uh, more power to you. Thank you.